It's Josh Williams here, guys, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 70 for Wednesday, September 12th, 2018. How the hell are you, guys? Uh, Welcome, onesies. I will be talking about some movies this week. I did some activations, which is the fancy term for all those tastings and samplings and, you know, all that brand ambassador stuff that I do. It's all called activation, so I'll I'll use that term going forward, but I did some activations this week. I uh, I bought a storage locker too. That's a thing I did last week. Give you guys some updates on the Los Angeles trip. I'll talk about all that stuff. So let's get right into it. Uh, as always, it is Tuesday when I'm recording this. And, uh, and as soon as this podcast is done being recorded, I got to get my ass out the door because I'm going to do a spot at Absolute Comedy tonight, working on that new material, right? Got to be grinding, keeping out there, getting things going. So last week, guys, I watched a reasonable amount of movies. I did a, I did a reasonable amount of, of dog fucking last week. Not a whole lot, right? And for anyone who's, you know, from another part of the world that's like dog fucking, you guys fucks dogs. I am tuning out of this podcast right now. It is a Canadian term for, uh, for, for doing nothing, screwing around, wasting time. I didn't do a ton of it, but certainly more than I'm used to doing. Um, last Wednesday, I don't think I did much. Like I'll have days where I, get, I do a bunch of little five, 10 minute micro tasks, right? Clean this move that, organize that, put that away, find somewhere for that. And, um, you know, I, I did a reasonable amount of that last week. I, uh, I finished a game unraveled. I was telling you guys about nice little side scroller, little puzzles. Oh my God. That was so much fun. I had a great time and very, uh, very cinematic that game, you know, lots of visuals, very well done. I had a great time playing that game unraveled for any of my people who like games. Um, and then I watched the movie Sicario, which means uh, hitman or assassin in the, uh, in the Latin areas. Oh, there we go. I got my, uh, my watch is going off again. Right before I started this, I was like, I'm not getting my notifications. I'm not getting my notifications. It's bothering me. And then bing, bing, they'll start coming in during the podcast. Careful what you wish for. Um, Sicario, right? Benicio Del Toro, Josh Brolin, Emily Blunt. The second one, I guess, came out recently and uh, Jason wanted to watch it. And he said, you know, watch the first one. If you want to watch this one with me, watch the first one. So I watched Sicario and, uh, you know, this is old news for some of you, right? You've seen that movie. It's uh, 2015. Well, I, uh, I watched it and, uh, it had some, uh, you know, some interesting scenes, but I, I, you know, I basically it's a movie about how, you know, this, this part of the government or not part of the government, it's mostly just these two guys, right? Benicio del Toro and Josh, Josh Brolin. And they're trying to shake things up in the, you know, the Mexican cartel world and the drug trafficking and this and that. And really the movie didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me. I mean, aspects, but not really a whole lot of, not a whole lot of sense for this simple old guy. So really it just looked like a bunch of, of, of scenes, you know, with, with, you know, these guys are bad guys and these guys are bad guys. I, I really, you know what? I, I wasn't left with a lot in the movie. Sometimes you watch a movie and you're not left with a lot from it. Um, I didn't dislike it. You know, I was watching the whole way through, but I really didn't think it was super compelling or anything like that. It looked like. You know, uh, a few guys who did whatever it takes to find their man. They're trying to find this big cartel guy and, uh, looks like they break a lot of rules. And of course, Emily Blunt is the person from the FBI and she's trying to follow the rules and, uh, she doesn't quite know what's going on. And of course, every step of the way she learns it's a little more than what she thought it was. And it's more than what she thought it was. And there's so many layers to this onion. How deep does it go? And then, you know, you guys are all, you guys are all crazy. 
you know? She's the one whose who's ethics just can't break, but how far would someone go before they break? Like, whatever it is. I, I, it's on Netflix, guys. Sicario. I, I would love it if someone else was compelled. Jason thought it was one of the greatest movies. Obviously, enough people did that they felt the need to make a sequel. I haven't seen the sequel yet. Um, you know, and I would still watch it, but I, I, you know, didn't love it. Wasn't in love with it. So that's what I spent my, and I, I actually did the very rarely will I put a movie on and just watch the whole fucking thing. Um, you know, whilst doing nothing else, I usually am doing something else at home while I'm watching a movie. Um, but yeah, this one I just sat and I watched and, and Hey, maybe that's the thing. Maybe I can't just enjoy something if I was sitting down watching it, doing nothing, you know? Maybe I have to feel productive. Maybe I didn't like it because I wasn't being productive while watching it. Who knows? All I know is Sicario, guys. Uh, you know, feel free to let me know what you thought of that movie. I didn't think there's anything particularly crazy about it. You know, it was well acted and stuff. Just nothing, uh, nothing fancy. It was a lot of like dick swinging. You know what I mean? I'm the fucking man. No, you're the fuck. Uh, not you know you're the fuck man. No, that wasn't wasn't that level. But just like I'm the fucking man. I'm the fucking man. I'm the fucking man. Like a lot of just really dude posturing. You know. I, and I really, at no point did I root for any of the characters. You know what I mean? I didn't really connect with any of them and I never really rooted for any of them. I think that's part of the the thing. You know, I kept thinking like, well, wow, is Josh Brolin going to end up being like a good guy? And, you know, he's really trying to make it, or, or is it just like, you know, it seemed honestly like they were just trying to settle a score for Benicio Del Toro, you know? Didn't really seem like there was a whole lot of, you know, we're doing this for the greater good. It was more just like, he's got a vendetta out against this guy. We get it, fucking get him. Uh, regardless. Um, I missed Ubering Thursday morning too, because I was drinking while watching Sicario. <laughs> Some people might be like, oh, maybe that's why you had a hard time understanding what was going on. You're drunk. I was not drunk. I was sipping on a Chardonnay over the course of the evening. And uh, I think I just was up late watching it after Sicario. I don't even remember if I put something else on, but I missed Uber Thursday morning. Uh, I've been struggling a lot with my getting up properly on time. And one of the big reasons is uh, because of my, my meds, my, uh, my anti, uh, what do you call them? Fucking antihistamines, you know, taking a Benadryl. I've started taking Benadryls before I go to bed because that way I, uh, you know, I can actually sleep through the night. I don't wake up a hundred times with the itchy throat, but, uh, but then, uh, then I just don't wake up and, uh, I'll, you know, my alarm will go off once and I seem to be able to, you know, put it on for, you know, give me another 20, 30 minutes to really sleep off the, the heavy feeling, the grogginess. And then, uh, anyways, that day I just turned around and I woke up of my own free will at 10 to 10, which is when all the rush of the morning is over. And I was like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. So missed Uber on Thursday. And, uh, I don't know what, uh, what, what lit the fire underneath me, but I was like, you know what? I think I want to go check out some storage locker places. There's a great storage place here in Ottawa. Um, I'll name them when they pay me, <laughs> but, uh, I went to go check out some of the the little locker options they have because I am a, a roommate here. I've mentioned many times that I have multiple roommates. And uh, while I do a very good job of maximizing the space, I have lots of storage options. Um, it, it does get a bit daunting to have everything that you own sort of, you know, in your, your place at the time. And it makes it actually difficult for me to, to move things around. I actually constantly end up unpacking things to get at something else and, and moving stuff around. Um difficult to explain my room visually, but I basically have my, my large queen size bed. I have a big desk that I do all my work at. I've got tons of shelving on the walls for all of, you know, my DK books and my uncle John's bathroom readers, not to mention all my other stuff. All my travel stuff was here too, guys. So like I have a carrier for chase my dog in case he ever, you know, is on a train or plane with me. Um, I have about three or four different 
different sized luggages for different purposes um, in my room, not to mention just a ton of other stuff. Uh, all my tax shit I've been talking to you guys about. Tons and tons of stuff that while I use, I don't use all the time. I even had like, I'm a big Christmas guy. Um, and that's not to say I'm a fucking fat Santa Claus fuck. I'm what I'm trying to say is, uh, during the holiday season, I, I like to get into the whole gift wrapping thing, whatever. So I actually have a ton of, you know, gift wrap rolls, not a ton enough to take up fucking floor space. Let's put it that way. But a bunch of, uh, gift wrap rolls and, and bows and shit like that. They were just taking up some of the, the space that I had. So. I decided, you know what, maybe for, you know, a few bucks a month, I can actually just get a storage locker. Uh, some of the ones that I were looking at were like tiny little, uh, I, I want to say like, they look like, uh, the morgue where they got all those fucking doors and you open it up and slide it a corpse. Like that's what it looked like in the wall, like these little two by two boxes. And I figured that would probably be perfect just for my tax stuff to free up a big shelf with all my different tax binders and stuff. I'm like, you know what? I'll throw my tax shit into storage, maybe a few other things. So I went there and I looked and, uh, I, I poked around at a few different sizes and I actually ended up going with like a full, full size storage locker. It cost me like 50 bucks a month, but it was, you know, two and a half feet deep by five feet wide and, you know, all the way up, probably six, seven feet tall, maybe even eight feet tall on the inside. So I'm like, you know what? I'll take this, right? If I, if I got a little two by two by two, I think it is deep. It would have cost me like, you know, 30 or something like that or, or whatever. So I was like, you know what, for, for less than double the price, I'm going to get like 10 times the space, you know, if not more. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. So uh, I signed up for the storage locker. I went out to uh, Costco and I bought like a simple little plastic stackable rack shelf, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And, uh, yeah, I came back, I threw that into the storage locker, built it up real quick and, uh, and Bob's your uncle. So I got, I haven't, didn't move anything until later in the week, but I was like, there, I got some storage. I got a place where I can put things, you know, my, my travel stuff, my, my boxes. I actually keep a lot of, uh, Whenever I buy electronics, I keep the boxes just in case there's ever an issue or you got to send it back with warranty or prove the serial number or whatever. I just, I keep all that shit just in case. Um, a lot of things too. I buy a lot of shit at Costco guys, I buy a lot of stuff at Costco and, uh, Costco has got a good return policy on electronics, right? So if I buy something and usually, you know, within a year, if there's anything wrong with it, you can take it back. So I keep the boxes for that just in case got to bring something back or exchange it. So, but again, all of this stuff adds up when you're keeping, boxes and everything like that. It, it, it adds up. You got to find a place for it. And, um, so yeah, that's what I did. Storage locker was the solution. Maybe I'll take a picture and post it at some point. It's nothing, nothing special, but I fucking, I love it. There's so much space, you know, even, um, even my tools. Cause I got a, I got a, a nice set of power tools and things like that, that I purchased. And, and again, a house with guys and especially Jason and I, we both shop at Costco a lot. And Jason has no memory of what's his and what's mine. So I, I do have to squirrel a lot of my stuff away in my room. Um, because if I left it out somewhere, it would get taken to a job or it would get moved to the club because, oh, I thought this was mine. And then before you know it, someone's used it, broke it, or I don't know where it is or where it's been put. So I, you know, you guys with the, you know, the, them family lives, things like that, you know, you don't have to worry about, but roommates and shit coming and taking your stuff. But, uh. But I do know people who are like, oh yeah, my, my dad will borrow shit and, you know, never bring it back or someone will borrow it and break it. Whatever. So you know how it is when you got to take care of your shit, especially with me, you know, I don't, uh, I don't buy a lot of expensive stuff in terms of, you know, tools and things like that. So I got to take care. I got to take care of the ones that I got. So tools and shit like that in the storage. Oh, so happy guys. I, I really have to tell you, I'm, I'm over the moon. I'm obviously more excited about buying a storage locker than I was watching Sicario. All right. So <laughs> 
yeah, that was uh, that. I, I feel great. There's so much more room in my room now to actually move some things up on the shelves. And not everything's just. I was playing fucking Tetris, guys. I really was with so many different things that I had. Um, but yeah, so very very happy about that. I went to go see the Nun on Thursday. That's right, that scary ass movie from the Conjuring universe. I took uh, took the old mother unit to go see that. Scare the shit out of her. Um, I don't know if you guys are big fans of, of horror movies. Um, I've mentioned before that I am, um, but as always, you got to see a few, you got to see some bad horror movies before you get to some good ones. Right. And, uh, I got to tell you, um, it was, uh, it was creepy, but I will tell you this, the, the nun from the conjuring two, which is what this movie is based on, um, was a lot creepier and scarier in, uh, in that movie in the, in the conjuring too. Um, it's this movie is good. It's going to give you some jump scares. There's some interesting, there really are some very creepy moments, but, uh, but the, the titular character, the nun is actually not in it a whole heck of a lot. In fact, it ends up being scares that are, you know, other forms, you know, um, creepy scenes where, you know, shit pops out at you. That's not, you know, I, they're almost trying to introduce new characters because that's what they did, right? The nun was supposed to be just this creepy character from The Conjuring 2 that scared people, but, uh, you know, so popular, like, yeah, let's give her her own movie. Now they've introduced other little things into it and whatnot that you might see coming up in their own movies later on, whatever. But I, I don't know. Long story short, very creepy. Not, I would have to say of all of the movies in The Conjuring universe, it is the least uh, creepy the absolute least creepy. And, uh, yeah. So there's, there's my review. It's hard for me to talk about movies with no spoilers, but they, they do what they do in the other conjuring movies where they try to tie it all back together. How everything that happens in this is completely connected to the other one. Instead of just being like, Hey, here's a story about the nun from beforehand. They, they link everything together with the main story from Ed and Lorraine Warren and Annabelle and all that. So they link it all back together. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, that might be time to put this this uh, conjuring story pony out to pasture kind of thing, you know. That's not that's not quite the strength of the story. Like even Annabelle Creation was actually particularly creepy, but it really didn't have this feel like, hey, this is all part of that same story that we got invested in. And again, I apologize for anyone who's not a horror movie fan who's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I I move forward. I'll move on. But, um. Definitely, I would say if you haven't seen the Conjuring movies, the first one I don't know if is currently on Netflix, at least in Canada, but the second one is. I don't know if you need to really see the first one to be able to appreciate the second one, but that's a creepy movie. A lot of things going on in that. That is very, very creepy. And you know what? It'll give you a taste of whether or not you want to see the nun because you see it and you go, okay, this nun character is in there and it's creepy. Let's uh, let's have some fun with it. So feel free to uh, to check out The Conjuring 2 on Netflix. I don't know if either of the Annabelle movies is on there, but uh, but if you like to scare yourself, these are half decent. And The Nun is still creepy, right? Like I've told you guys before, my my philosophy on movies is if I go see a comedy, it makes me laugh, good comedy. If I go see a horror movie and it makes me, you know, jump or, or, or scared, I feel like I gotta cover my eyes, eh, it's a good horror movie, you know, scary, some scary shit. But, you know, I'd say, but the only time I will complain if a movie doesn't have, you know, uh, it's same with action, right? Good action movie. You know, who gives a fuck what the story is, right? Mission Impossible Fallout is a stupid fucking story, but amazing action in it. Amazing action. 
You know, the only ones that I, that I bitch about if they're not good are dramas. If a drama is supposed to be, you know, drama is supposed to be about the fucking story. If there's no story or it's stupid. Eh, fuck that drama. You know? Anywho. Uh, what else? There's anything fun Friday. I did an LCBO sampling. You know, I can, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Oh, I was away out in Canada. Yeah. Nothing to write home about in that one. What else? I went to, uh, on Friday was my brother's birthday. So again, happy, you know, not, I don't say belated cause I got it ahead of time last week. I was ahead of the ball, but, uh, again, my brother's birthday was on Friday. I went over to his house for a little bit and, you know, played some board games, him, his wife, my, my mother, uh, my dad came later on and I left. Um, and then what did I do? Did I do anything interesting at all? You know, like you guys are sitting there. What else, Josh? What else? You didn't give a fuck, right? I, I barely gave a shit about this week. I did play more, uh, some more video games. I still haven't finished Grand Theft Auto Five, and again, won't make this all about video games. But I've been definitely dicking around this week. You know, didn't play a lot either. You know, just came home, maybe an hour. It was like an hour. I'm like, I can't go to bed. Not quite tired enough to go to bed yet, but you know, I can't get myself into anything big. So I just, I jumped on Grand Theft Auto and I went around shooting things up and had a good time. <laughs> I think I, I think it's partially because I'm excited for my Los Angeles trip, right? Grand Theft Auto, I know is a game. It's just, you lose hours and hours and hours into, but it takes place in Los Santos, which is their version of Los Angeles. There's a lot of, uh, very big landmarks from Los Angeles in it that they've replicated. So I just went down to the old Vespucci beach, which is supposed to be Venice beach. And I started shooting people and <laughs> driving away on boats. Ah, whatever. It's a goofy game. If you don't know what Grand Theft Auto is at all, you know, um, that's fine. It's just one of those things where you can live out every male fantasy and not uh, get in trouble for it. It's the last place. It is the opposite of the Me Too movement uh, in many, many different ways. Um, yeah, it's basically the opposite. You think of everything a social justice warrior would say or want or anything like that and be like, all right, Grand Theft Auto is completely the opposite of that. Um, everything's a joke. Nothing's taken seriously. What a magical place to go and just be a fucking guy. <laughs> Um, I did a Canadian tire promo on Saturday. Yes, I did an activation for the Ottawa senators. Um, that was a fun day because I, uh, well, here's what the promo was. We were basically promoting fan fest. So here in Ottawa, where I live, we have a hockey team, the Ottawa senators. And, uh, next week or this week, uh, on the 16th, I believe is a Sunday or Saturday. Who knows? It's, um, it's fan fest. So everyone goes to the Canadian tire center where the senators play and, uh, you know, you get to, you know, bring your kids. They're going to have their face painted. There's all sorts of games and activities. There's a Q and a for players. You get some autographs, pictures, whatever big day for, for people to go and uh, connect with the fans, uh, and the players 10 bucks a ticket, not a big deal, right? Go there, have some fun, support your team. Who gives a shit, right? Um, we're there 10 bucks each a ticket, which is not that much. And like the first 900 people who bought tickets to fan fest would get, uh, a pair of tickets to the Ottawa Senators Montreal uh, Canadians exhibition game, right? So you think 10 bucks a ticket to go and, you know, go to FanFest, but even if you're not interested in FanFest, I was like 10 bucks for a pair of tickets or maybe it's a ticket, you know, but even wait, you pay 20 bucks, you get a pair of tickets to go see Ottawa play Montreal. That's a fun game. Even though it's exhibition, yeah, who gives a shit, but you get to go see a hockey game, see two, you know, big teams compete. That seemed like a, a good deal to me. So me and this other kid I'd never worked with before, Max, a uh, young fella, uh, pilot, as a matter of fact, a uh, little, little, you know, commercial fly, flying guy, uh, 20 years old, pilot, worked for, uh, I think WestJet and also uh, Sunwing, or sorry, Porter, Porter, I apologize. Porter and Sunwing. Uh, good dude. I got a chance to hang out with him during the day. 
So we were talking to people about uh, hockey, and then when it calmed down a little bit, uh, we would just chat with each other, shoot the shit. And uh, he was a very funny, very funny kid. Um, in the sense that just that he's a, he's a young dude. He was chatting with me about how he's uh, got a girlfriend right now that he absolutely despises. Like, and I mean, like absolutely despises, which makes no sense to me. My first thing is like, well, dude, if you hate her, don't, don't, don't be with her, you know, break up with her, be honest, get out of the relationship because now, nah, well, you know, I just, right. You know, he, this is what he said to me. I swear to God, it was so fucking funny. And this, like, I, I didn't know when I was that age, like sometimes when you're young, you, you say silly fucking things. But even when I was that age, I didn't know anybody who would have said this or anyone who would have done this. And I knew guys that were fucking, you know. That we're a little bit users. They were a little bit players, whatever. This is what he says to me. And I swear, oh, fuck, I laughed so hard internally. Was he goes, yeah, well, you know what? It's it's hot out right now and my place doesn't have air conditioning and she's got fucking central air or whatever. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you, you, will, you hate this person, but you won't break up with them because they've got air conditioning. And the summer he's like, yeah, and she's... Her house, she lives, you know, close to my work. And if I was living at my house, it would be so much, so much fucking, you know, farther to get to work every day. And I was like, are you, dude, are you kidding me? He goes, yeah, I go, you, you just, you're staying with this girl only because I go, you, you can't do that. You can't stay with her because where she lives, he goes, yeah, man, it's like, you know, the relationship sucks, but you know, location, location, location. I'm like, dude, that's not, that's not a relationship reason. Location, location, location is not a reason to be in a relationship. You know, long distance relationship, then the location thing becomes a real thing. That's because you can't be together. It's hard to be together. You don't want to fucking, you know, you don't date someone. You go, oh, excuse me, where do you live? I just, I, my, I work here and I'm looking for a person whose proximity to my workplace, you know, but don't get me wrong. There are people whose fucking dating profiles are that stupid. Um, I actually... You know what? I was talking about the LCBO sampling. I go, nothing right home about it. Here's the thing. I was actually, I don't use the dating apps very much. You know, I'm on the market. So I got to put myself out there. Got to put myself on the old people Craigslist, little Kijiji for human beings. My stupid face is on there. And every, every now and again, very rarely, I will match with somebody who I go, you know what? I might actually like to talk to this person, you know? And, uh, there was this one person who like matched with me and they were like, hello, Josh. And I was like, you know, oh, cool. I messaged them back and then I didn't hear from them for like two days. Just, and I, and I don't mean like we messaged the first time and I didn't hear from them two days. I mean, I, they're like, hey, Josh. I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then nothing for, for two days. Like, oh, hey, sorry, I was busy and I, you know, didn't get a chance to, I was like, whatever. So I started chatting with this person and they were pretty cool. You know, I was chatting with them while I was supposed to be giving away samples. Uh, but uh, I, I still, hey, I still did my job, but in between I was, I was messaging and, and we were having a nice little conversation for probably, I would say about 30 minutes. And then, um, and then I remember, um, in her profile, it said looking for a tall guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I, uh, I had, I had messaged saying, Hey, just for the record, I'm five, nine. And, uh, you said you're looking for a tall guy. So I have no idea what tall is to you, but just thought I'd be like, Hey, here's my height, uh, in case that's a deal breaker. And she's like, well, I really appreciate you being upfront. Yeah. Unfortunately, I only like to date guys as tall as me or taller. Um, and, and still did not proceed to tell me her height and I go, okay, well, that's, you know, nothing wrong with knowing what you want or whatever. And, uh, she's like, yeah, it's unfortunately it's the curse of the Amazon. You know, it's, I'm destined to be alone until I find, and I go, well, yeah, I didn't get a chat. I didn't, I didn't mouth off. Why mouth off when somebody's that thick, you know, but I was just like, that's a stupid, 
You know, I, I get that people are people are allowed to want what they want, and they really are. I, honestly, at the end of the day, you're totally allowed to want what you want. But the idea that we were having such a good conversation and we were getting along very, very well, and then it's like, oh, sorry, like you, if you were three inches taller, because I said like I don't have an issue. You'd think like a guy would be like, oh, I don't want to date a chick who's you know taller than me. She look make me look small. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't have those kind of insecurities or whatever. I don't give a shit. If you're happy with somebody, you're happy with somebody. But I figured it was just kind of funny because she's like, oh, I'm so cursed, not able to find anybody. It's the curse of the Amazon, you know? And and I was like, I, you know, that that's, to me, that's a pretty superficial thing. Again, trying not to be judgmental, but you're like, really? Like you're going to, you know, and we had such a great conversation. She was like, oh, good luck out there. Like, I really hope you find. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure you'll end up with somebody <laughs> like just, I'm like, I'm like, am I going to bumble breaking up with someone already? Like just over the course of the conversation, it was, it was, uh, it was odd. I, I really can't say that I'm overly disappointed because to be honest with you, I would much rather know that then I wouldn't want to be with someone for a few months. And they're like, oh, I just can't get over how not as tall as me you are. I mean, I love everything else about you, but the fact that you're not as tall as me really, uh, really gets under my skin. So I don't know. I mean, Hey, that's, that's, that's why I hate these fucking dating apps too, because a lot of times there was like, I've basically this person and one other person, uh, I was chatting with in, in re recent, you know, sometimes I match with someone and then, you know, you send them a message the next day, they'll send you a message the next day you send them a message. I'm like, this is not, I would never want to talk to someone. I would never want to meet somebody just this way. So stupid. Now, at what point do you go like, Hey, uh, this sucks just sending one or two messages. Would you like to have a conversation on the phone or meet sometime? And we'll see if there's anything there. Cause this is really stupid, you know? And again, you don't know, like, I don't know. I like this. I like just talking and never really going anywhere. I was just looking for attention anyways. I'm projecting maybe, but I don't know. It's just, don't you guys think that's fucking stupid? Like, how do you, how do you turn a pen pal into just, Oh, Hey, by the way, maybe we should meet or something. And then how do you go back to the, that text shit? I I've never been good at texting small talk, small text, whatever the fuck it's really boring. And to me, it's a lot of work, you know, and maybe that sounds ridiculous to some of you, but the, the, the trying to like, trying to be, you know, cute and cool. Like there's no tone or anything in it, you know? So the idea that you could just sit there and be like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? How are you? I don't know. I it's, I don't know. It's fake. It feels so fake, synthetic, you know what I mean? Disingenuous. I don't know. I really don't enjoy it. I, I've deleted the apps a few times and then every now and again, I go like, well, not really out that much. I should probably find a way to meet people. Long story short is, uh, it was cool to talk with someone and be like, oh, this conversation is actually kind of fun. Um, and then for it to be that, and like I said, the other person I'm chatting with on a different app it's like, I, I haven't spoken, I haven't messaged them in a few days because I really can't even think of what to say. I kind of just want to be like, hey, do you want to get together sometime? Like, do you want to actually just see if we enjoy each other's company? Because text messaging is stupid. Whatever. I, I've bitched about this long enough. You get my point is that it's weird. Um, I've got people that I know. Kamar, long time ago, used to be particularly active on these things. Um, and he's, he's good with it. He's, for some reason, he's... Uh, very good at communicating via these dating apps or whatever. Face-to-face, uh, -face, he's garbage. <laughs> Regular conversation, he's fucking atrocious. But uh, but the guy's a fucking uh, Don Juan to text message, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. What can I say? 
Max is going way off fucking topic. This Max kid is like, yeah, I, uh, dating this girl cause of, uh, her location where she lives. That was a real long fucking walk away. I went from that. I'm like, what the hell was I talking about? So I, I just told him like, look, dude, you gotta, you gotta break them. You can't use people. You can't fucking, yeah, she lives, she got AC and she lives close to my work, you know? So that's why I'm with her. <laughs> so we chatted with him. He's a good kid. He's telling me all sorts of different stuff. Uh, like I said, he flies. It's funny too, because on his Instagram, uh, he was showing me some of the pictures of the planes and stuff that he was flying. And, uh, and then there'd be like a picture of the chick. I'm like, oh, is that the girl? He's like, ugh, fucking hate her. Hater, oh, she's horrible. I'm like, dude, you that's so toxic. You gotta get out of this relationship. If you if seeing her face just ruins your day, that's what he's saying. He's like, I hate her, I hate being around her, it's the worst. He's like, her roommates all hate me. I'm like, dude, Max, if you're listening, get the fuck out of that relationship. What do you guys think? Anyone want to email in, give their two cents? And he's actually like a smart kid, he was actually a really nice kid, like, like. That's, that's the thing. He didn't have this like, fuck everybody entitled, whatever attitude to him. He was a good kid. He was very, very nice, friendly, kind, but I guess he fucking hates where he lives and hates the summertime. Now the weather's cooling down. Ah, get out of it. He's like three months too. He's like, he's like, I've been in the relationship for like three months. Met her on a dating app, you know? Ah, get out, Max. What a terrible thing. Get out. Um, I, uh, I also spent my Saturday evening. So here's what I did with my Saturday evening. Um, after the activation, I, uh, I went to, uh, run just a couple small little errands and I got, uh, I got some felt. So the wine racks that I've been building, um, they're, they're really cool design. Um, just in terms of the simplicity, you know, it's basically metal, sharp metals, like slats in between wood, just, just metal on metal cross piece of wood pounded down on it. Oh, easy peasy. But the metal slats, when you slide a bottle into the rack space, uh, those metal slats scratch the shit out of the labels. So if you go to pull it out of the rack, it like scratches the shit out of the label of the wine. So makes it look all shitty, right? Um, again, doesn't change the taste of the wine. Of course not. But if someone's trying something like, oh, what is that? Or like, oh, I'd love to read it and tell you the name, but it's been scratched right the fuck off the bottle. So I bought this uh, adhesive felt stuff and was just cutting it to put it onto uh to the bars of the, the wine racks just to, to avoid that, that scratchy, uh, issue that I was having. And, um, I proceeded to, to do that to a, a wine rack. So just putting felt on it. That took me a while, but while I was doing that, I watched, uh, some movies and television. I watched a movie called the resort. It is about a resort that people go to and hunt zombies. Um, that's the thing. Zombies took over the world and then the world fought back. And there's only one part of the world that still has zombies. And it's this fucking Island and people pay to go to the Island to shoot zombies and this and that. So picture Jurassic park only instead of in the enclosures, it's zombies. And just like Jurassic park, any predictions, anyone, Oh, everything goes to hell and the zombies get out. And now you're running for your life from zombies in this fucking Island. All right. Movie was absolute garbage. It was stupid. There was, there was so much ridiculousness in that entire fucking movie. Um, luckily, like I said, I, I don't even know. I, I can't even tell like, well, yeah, I guess it's a half decent, like fucking B horror movie. If you like cheesy acting and no rhyme or reason and absolutely no investment in any of the characters, great fucking movie to check out the resort on Netflix. Um, after that, I started watching orange is the new black. I am in the sixth season of that now. Um, which is, I guess the most recent season I'm enjoying it a lot more than the fifth. 
Um, one of the things that I had noticed, I probably said before when I started watching the fifth season was that Orange and the New Black, uh, great show. Really, I honestly, I gotta say it was, it started off season one, two, a lot of fun, even season three. Then they got to a point where everything was a fucking joke. Every character became absolutely ridiculously stupid. I think it started when in the third season, when Suzanne wrote this like strange erotica that was going around the prison. You know, cause there was issues and stuff like that. Women were trying to find ways to make money, different clicks. Like there was a, a regular, like, Hey, it's minimum security, but there's still some stress and still some, you know, hierarchies and pecking orders and things like that. Then Suzanne crazy eyes writes this, this erotica sex space thing that goes around there, and all of a sudden every one of them's, you know, talking about it and talking about another silly thing. And before you know it, like every scene is, is silly and goofy in the movie or sorry, in the, the series, you know, gets to the point where just everything is a fucking joke. And not only are all the inmates silly and stupid needlessly and saying dumb, you know, Ricky-esque quotes from fucking Trailer Park Boys, but then all of a sudden the guards, you know, it was great. It was great when they had one guard, Luchek, I think, whatever is his name, when there was like one guard who was like a, a fucking goofball dipshit, you know? And then it became all the guards were silly and stupid and, you know, inept and all this stuff. And it was just like everybody on the show is a fucking joke. You know, and so it didn't become the series where it's like, oh, wow, there's real, real risks and, and consequences and stuff. It's like, no, it's just going to be a stupid show where people are cracking wise. So I think that, you know, at, at some point it got, uh, it got back to them that people didn't like the show and they were taking it seriously. So six season, they, ha they are now in maximum security and shit is getting real. And there's, uh, you know, there's, there's, you can see that there's consequences and stuff again, and it's not, everything is just a fucking joke all the time. So, um, I, I enjoyed watching that, um, Sunday I did an LCBO sampling, but I did it, uh, closer to, uh, closer to town here. I did it at my, uh, my pals at the old South keys location. That was fun. I came home and packed up the storage locker. So came back out of the boxes, things like that, organized some shit, you know, just doing productive tasks. Um, and I think that was about it. I, I actually, uh, ended up building, uh, bought a second wine rack, built that, put the felt on it. Um, I'm trying to think of what I watched that time. been watching all sorts of different things, right? Because I do, I, when I do the tastings, I actually told, like I told you guys, I'm downloading movies and stuff. Um, one of the things that I watched, I believe I watched this after the stupid, uh, the resort was a documentary called, uh, peculiar pets. That's a fucking interesting one. Uh, that's where, uh, there's like different people. Most of them were like in the UK where they have like wacky fucking pets in their house. Like a lot of them would have like a serval. So like, like big fucking cats. One person had a lynx in their house. Uh, another woman had like, uh, a full grown fucking wolf and like a big ass fucking wolf in her house. Uh, she had a whole pack of wolves, but the, the only the biggest one that she actually let in the house is a big fucking boy. Um, one person had a monitor lizard in his house. Somebody else has a, a Komodo dragon. Um, I'll let you watch it. Won't spoil anything, but it was like some one guy and you could see too dirty motherfucker, dirty, dirty, dirty man. All of his fucking clothes are filthy. He's the, the, he lets the monitor lizard piss and shit in the house. Oh, this is area. Oh, comes up with marks. This is area. Oh, this is my area here. And he, you know, he's like, oh, well, oh, Harry, don't walk in it. And you see the Komodo or the monitor lizard walking through the shit and tracking it around that. Oh, come here. It's like a monitor lizard is like a small Komodo dragon, by the way. But 
the whole fucking thing. You're like, what is wrong with these fucking people? He has, he has like a croc in his house too. Um, what else has he got? That's yeah. It's, it's like one group of people. Then the other group of people have, uh, like I said, the monitor. They like a one person has serval. One person had a lynx. One guy had a komodo dragon. Somebody else had uh, fucking the wolf. Like it's an interesting. It's an interesting called peculiar pets, but an hour long documentary. It isn't overly. Um, uh, what do you what do you say? Like like intellectual, you know, or informative is probably the word I was looking for. So you watch it, it's interesting, but it's, it's more like a, you know, a show that you'd see on discovery, you know, a silly little goofy, you know, animal planet episode of something. Then it is like documentary. So just, just in case it's like, I'm scaring you off with the term documentary. I would use that term very, very loosely, but, uh, still interesting enough to see, to see people keeping like fucking animals that can kill them in their house. Um, so yeah, I watched that. I watched Peculiar Pets. Um, I did, uh, yesterday, Jay and I started watching this show called Magic for Humans. Have you guys, have you guys heard of that? Some guy named uh, Jordan something. Wil- Wilhelm, Wilman, Justin Wilman, Jordan Wilman. Anyways, called Magic for Humans it's on Netflix. Super cool. It's like, it's very much like David Blaine's street magic and Chris Angel type shit, but um, super inexplicable. As a matter of fact, uh, it wasn't until like one of the, the late episodes that we were watching where, um, you know, he referenced to the, him getting married to his wife and, uh, how they did magic for like their first dance when they were on the dance floor, they did magic and stuff. And I think actually I, I recognized the video instantly. Cause when Crystal and I were together, she, I think she saw it and, and showed me, uh, the couple doing magic and stuff for their first dance, like this really dance, really like, like basically one of them levitates backwards and stuff like that, removes the chair and they're levitating. Like it was very, very cool. Very sweet. So, um, magic for humans. I don't want to spoil anything, but if you guys haven't seen that, holy shit, is it ever cool? And we're not talking like silly little card tricks and stuff like they just, the shit you're looking at it. If you've watched Penn and Teller fool us, which is a good show. Um, he was probably on there. Um, but, uh, yeah, like even the Penn and Teller fool us, you can sort of see how some of the tricks are being done just in the sense that like, if you've ever watched the, I think this is actually Penn and Teller fool us was on Netflix. And I think that, uh, what's it called? Breaking the code magic secrets revealed. That's an old show, but it's basically one that shows you sort of how, uh, how magic tricks are done. So once you have an idea of how some magic shit is done, um, you know, you could watch Penn and Teller fool us and you'd sort of get an idea of how some of the tricks are done. Uh, this guy from, from magic for humans, I, you can't even begin to understand how the fuck he did some of these, like to the point where he's got a drone, like he'll walk up to people on the street and a drone's coming down and hovering beside him, uh, was just with a box suspended from it. You know, the box is just hanging, hanging down from the drone. And it's like, you know, a regular sized box, you know, let's say big enough to hold a, you know, collection of books or something in it. And he'll be like, Hey, so, you know, they got these drones that are supposed to be dropping us, you know, deliveries now. Like, is, is there anything that you like to buy off the internet? And they're like, um, you know, anything you need to buy off the internet? And he goes, um, um, I need like an led bulb actually right now. And he's like, Oh, cool. And he snaps his fingers and the box falls from the drone and he passes them. The box opens them up and it's a fucking led light in it. Like, not like, Hey, would you like some flowers? Wouldn't it be great if we could order flowers from the internet? And then it's like, whatever he said would be in it already. That's like, no, whatever they said 
would be in the fucking box. Like one girl was like, I want flowers. And the dad's like, I need batteries. And then open the box. It was a fucking bouquet of flowers and a box of batteries. Like un- unbelievable. So no more, no more spoilers. I don't even give any of that shit away, but it's like, like on, you're looking at it going, how the fuck is this possible? Like whatever magic for humans. Jay and I watched the whole goddamn thing yesterday. We watched two episodes earlier in the day. Uh, I did some work. He did some work. And then we went out for, uh, for drinks. That's right. We went out for some fucking drinks and uh, we we're going to go to the casino, but we did a couple little errands first. I went to the bank to get some, uh, some of my cash converted to American for my Los Angeles trip. And, um, yeah, and Jay was just doing some clips stuff. we were together and one of the banks were going to, it was closed. So we ended up waiting for rush hour traffic to calm down. We went to a bar near the bank and, uh, and we just sat there for like an hour playing Yahtzee on his phone for money <laughs> or for drinks, I should say. Ended up having a few drinks. Then we went to the casino, gambled there, had dinner. I tell you, Jay's a, a fucking degenerate gambler. You fucking degenerate gambling piece of shit. Anyways, um, yeah, Jay, I, I can't even begin to tell you guys how much money Jay will drop in a casino. Jason will drop thousand. Like I'll, I'll go in and I'll watch him drop three grand. And when nothing's like, oh, well, that was fun. Like I, I cannot tell, I cannot count on all my fingers and toes how many times I have gone to the casino with him and that's been the case. Um, but we went and, uh, and luckily we got a, a free meal out of it, right? I mean, you pay, pay three grand for a buffet meal. It's uh, it's not too shabby. But uh, we went to the buffet there and I swear to God, great meal. Honestly, I had a great time. But one, this is one thing I have to tell you guys, but uh, it was very, very quiet there. So I asked uh, one of the chef guys there who was very uncouth, nice, nice, but just had a fucking mouth like a sailor on him. And I was like, hey, buddy, can I get a slice of the ham? He's like, you want a piece of this ham? I go, yeah, if you don't mind. He goes, yeah, here you go, buddy. Sorry for the wait. And he slices, and we're talking, this is a giant fucking ham hock, giant ham. I would say eight inches high, easy, 10 inches across, huge. He cuts this thing an inch and a half thick across the entire thing and then just picks up this slab of ham and drops it on my plate. It looked like something someone would have served someone on the Flintstones. It covered my entire plate. Okay. A regular dinner plate. This thing drops it on there like a Frisbee inch and a half thick. It was a fucking ham steak. Bring it back to the table. Jason's like, what the fuck? I go, I can't eat. I shouldn't eat this. This is too much fucking food for one human being. So I cut it in half, gave Jay, gave Jay half of it. And I was like, that's, I go, this guy, this is an irresponsible amount of meat to serve to another human being, especially one that looks like me. I'm like, this guy needs like a smart serve but for fucking meat consumption, like you can give someone a fucking, there's gotta be some fucking rule against that. It's like serving, it's like me going to a bar and I'm serving me five fucking pitchers of beer. Ah, eh, you look like you can handle it. You know, thanks for the vote of confidence, but, uh, I'd like to live. So that was a fucking, I thought that was hysterical. Um, but yeah, so we went out, we had the drinks, we had the fucking gambling, we had the dinner, came back, we watched the rest of these fucking magic for humans things. And I gotta say it was great. Absolutely great. So yeah, I had a tough time getting up this morning. And, uh, I got to say congratulations out of nowhere, just a quick little shift in gears. My, uh, my good friend, Jimmy called me very, uh, well, relatively late last night to, uh, to just say that their, their newest is on the way. And, uh, this morning, five o'clock, uh, my buddy, uh, Jimmy and his lovely wife, Alex gave birth to their second child, their first little girl, uh, Arizona James. So welcome to the world, Arizona James, um, and I know that, uh, my lovely, my love, my, my lovely friend Mika, what a weird thing to call him. My, my good buddy Mika, him and his wife are expecting theirs soon too. But, um, 
I don't think I announce, I don't think I'll announce theirs. They're a little more private about it. Um, right to each his own. Just, uh, just, I know Mika's a listener of the podcast. So I, I just, I, for, for what it's worth guys, in case some of you listening are like, why don't you tell us about Mika's babies and stuff I'm like, oh, they, they, cause that's, cause it's none of your fucking business. That's why. No, they, they, they are more private about it. Um, so I just wanted to say big congratulations to Jimmy and Alex. Um, super happy for them. They got a boy and a girl now fucking stop. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for them. Super, super excited. Um, and then today, you know, just the regular shit. I, I went out and I drove Uber. I, uh, I actually had a cool conversation with somebody, uh, one of my, one of my, uh, my passengers today, we had a good time chatting about, uh, what was it? Was it today? It wasn't today. Can't, can't be today. I think it was yesterday. But uh, we we chatted about like movies and stuff like that too, and uh, they were suggesting a movie, a horror movie called "Would You Rather." She was saying how uh, she's okay with gore. I was telling her about Bone Tomahawk. I was like, I'm pretty damn sure I told you guys. I almost wrote it down in my nose to talk about it, but I'm pretty damn sure I told you guys. A super upsetting, gory movie, Bone Tomahawk. And uh, she's like, yeah, I could. I she's like, that stuff doesn't really bother me that much. Like she's like, I can handle gore. And then she suggested, would you rather? And I'm like, isn't that the one where there's like a fucking razor blade next to an eyeball and you're giving people fucked up choices? And she's like, yeah. And I go, if I watch that, do I have to watch somebody's eyeball get razor bladed? And she's like, you might. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sakes. But, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm watching too many movies, guys. I watched the fighter. That one. I actually didn't mind. I kind of liked that one. That was a drama, right? So well done. It's uh Mark Wahlberg, uh, Christian Bale, uh, and it's, uh, it's a movie about uh, two brothers growing up in, uh, Boston. Well, I, what is it? I think it was Mass- Lowell, Lowell, Massachusetts. I think it was called. Um, but yeah, they're both, they're both boxers. Brother is a, you know, a former boxer struggling with crack. And, uh, the younger brother seems to be like the, I don't want to say the black sheep, but everybody loves the bigger brother because of his, his accolades, but the younger brother's actually making a name for himself too. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a good flick. It's a drama, you know, uh, I would not call it an action by any means. It's a drama. It's a well-done drama. Everyone does their job. Uh, probably of all the movies I saw this week, that was the one I liked the most. Uh, also older, right? This is, I gotta, Hey guys, I gotta do something while I'm sitting around handing out samples. Right. So while I was at the place on Sunday, I watched a good portion of the fighter. So that's what I thought. Are you guys watching anything good? Anything fun? Send me your fucking, uh, send me your goddamn, uh, you know, Contact the one man podcast.com. Tell me what you're watching. Tell me what you're reading. Tell me what you're, what you're into. What stories are compelling you right now? What's got you going on? I'm begging you every week, guys. It's been a while since I've had an email, to be honest with you. I would love to hear from some of you. Let me know what's going on with you guys. Um, I did, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for, for what's coming up this week. I've got some fun things. I'm looking forward to my spot at the show tonight. I better, better fucking wrap up the old mouth running because uh, I'm gonna have to get to that real soon. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, um, I'm thinking about getting some, some pr- promo stuff for the podcast. Um, and by that, I mean, like I'm looking at getting some mugs, some one man podcast, you know, coffee mugs or whatever. Um, it's going to be really hard for me to get them out to people. Um, only because you know, they're heavy and shipping heavy stuff costs. So I'm more than happy to, uh, to pick up the mugs and I'd love to send them to people, but um, the only thing I would charge, of course, is the shipping just to get them out. So I don't know, I guess what I'm at, I'm kind of wondering is what kind of fun stuff, and you know, I, I appreciate you guys are listening and I, I love the fact that you listen to the podcast. Um, 
what kind of like one man podcast sort of swag would you guys be interested in? Because I thought about getting, uh, mugs are the number one thing I'd like to get just for when I've got guests and stuff like that. It'd be cool to give them a mug while we're sitting, we drink out of it. Some, some nice little promo pictures and stuff like that. And it's something that people would use when they're at home. Right now, the second thing I thought was because of the fact that I know a lot of you do listen to the one man podcast while you're traveling. Um, I thought about travel mugs. Again, travel mugs, not much cheaper, uh, not usually a lot lighter. And here's the thing too, guys, whatever I get, I'm not going to go on the cheap. When I first started making t-shirts, I would get like those Gildan t-shirts, you know, 100% cotton. It's the kind of shirts you get every time you do something for free or volunteer and they go, here, throw on the shirt and it feels shitty and you'd never wear it again because it's, it doesn't breathe well and it's not comfortable. Right. But that's, those are the shirts that, you know, you pay $2, $3 for each. And then, you know, if another few bucks, put your logo on, it's cheap enough to get a bunch made. So I learned that lesson early on is that if you're going to make something for people to wear, it's got to be comfortable. And so I went with uh, American apparel for all of the hilarious bastard shirts that I did it was one of the shows I did a while back. And those are much more comfortable, um, you know, good shirts. People actually wear them. So whatever I decide to do just, you know, before I give some more examples is I, I'm going to make sure that whatever it is, is of quality. Cause it's not, it's not, um, of interest to me. I don't want to get mugs done if they're just shitty mugs. You know, everyone's like, Oh, go to Vista print or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you can get really basic bad stuff that no one's really going to like it might start peeling after you wash it or whatever it is. Um, it's so, so for the record, whatever you can get really shitty travel mugs. I wouldn't be doing that. If I was to get travel mugs made, they'd be quality. It's the same thing. I thought about getting hats done, but, uh, you know, any flex fit or whatever hats, you know, might not be, uh, super good quality. I got to find them. So I want to know, do you guys want, would you guys be interested in one man podcast hats, uh, one man podcast toques, uh, travel mugs or regular coffee cups? Um, anything that you guys think would be of interest, feel free to a email, but if you want to just send me a message on Facebook or text or any of those things that you guys, you know, have contacts with me, anything at all. Um, let me know if there's actually anything that you'd be interested in, because I, I'm going to sit down with my, my, you know, uh, team at DAC one that does all like my manufacturing and stuff for me. Um, not like hey, my sweatshop. No, no, but just, just every now and again, I'll go to them for the, the stuff that I work on, but I would love to get some one man podcast sort of swag made, but I want it to be stuff that people are actually going to give a shit about and, and use. Um, so I'd love to know from you guys, you guys want mugs. That's the kind of, that's what I'm interested in. I'd like to get some mugs made, but, um, you know, realistically, I know you guys are all over North America. Um, it could be like, you know, 20 or 30 bucks to ship you a fucking mug. So if you're not interested in a mug, it, it may cost you that much to get one. Uh, you know, let me know. Uh, toques would be fucking a lot easier to, to ship because I can just stick them in an envelope, send them your way. They'll fit through a mail slot, right? But hats, travel mugs, mugs, none of that shit is. I'm not going to make fucking pens or lanyards or anything like that. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, that was just the thing I, I was thinking of and I didn't want to go, uh, I got excited. I was actually going to go to Daklin today and, and look at the mugs and stuff again, but I'm like, you know what, before I do that, A, I got to take shipping costs into consideration and B, I have to know if you guys even give a fuck or, or want them. Right. So I digress. Um, yeah, good times. Um, I think, uh, in terms of like, I told you guys to give you an update on, uh, Los Angeles. 
I have spoken with a very reasonable amount of my, my comedian friends out there. And a lot of them have, uh, you know, said, Hey, I can get you on here. Make sure you tell, remind me on this date and I'll get you in. Uh, I can get you on this show. Just check back with me at this time. Um, I've got some email addresses for the, the, the bookers of, of the clubs out there. So I got to send them emails. Uh, tried to do that today when I was getting my car detailed, but I was stuck at a Tim Hortons and the Wi-Fi at Tim Hortons won't allow you to load anything. I think there's like three websites that you can actually use while you're on their Wi-Fi. Everything else, like even my email, I couldn't couldn't get my email because it was unsecured or some shit. So I wasn't able to send any emails, wasn't able to get any emails, wasn't able to do any of the work that I needed to do. But uh, but that's definitely on my list of shit to get done tomorrow, aka today that you're listening to it or whatever. Whenever you're listening, you can be listening to it six months after this fucking thing is aired. Who knows? Um, but but that's uh, the stuff that I'm working on right now. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that was my week. I'm super excited again, a lot of little small tasks out of the way so that now I can focus on, you know, more of the work. And I know that's, that sounds like something I say all the time, but I got to tell you this storage locker freeing up my room, making it easier for me to move around and get to things. I've actually been able to, to get down to business and tasks a lot simpler. Cause it's almost like moving one thing out of the way. You know what, you know what it's like is that those little fucking puzzle games, you know, it's got like the, the little tic-tac-toe style grid. And it's only one hole and you got to slide this piece over here so you can slide that piece over there and slide it, slide it, slide it, trying to solve the puzzle. That's what it's like moving around in my fucking room all the time. I always have shit that I need to get to, but I got to move this here. This, this just slows me the fuck down. And it also honestly makes you feel kind of cramped that, uh, that book less from my partners at DK about minimalism. They talk a lot about that is about just, just having a ton of shit in your space can make you feel overwhelmed because you're constantly seeing things and they're, you know, reminding you of tasks and reminding you things. So, so to have a clear, more empty space makes you feel just a little less tight and stressed and things like that. So, um, yeah, I feel great about getting that done and, uh, you know, the, the, the on to green at pastures in terms of, <laughs> Just being able to move around and get shit done. I'm really looking forward to uh, to that. Moving on, we got. Uh, it's time for our partners at PortablePress.com, Uncle John's Bathroom Readers. And I figured since the hockey season is getting kicked off, why not talk a little bit about hockey? So I picked uh, articles from Un- Uncle John's Bathroom Readers, shoots and scores. This week, the article is called The Numbers Game. So hockey players often choose their jersey numbers for a reason. Number 99, Joe Lamb. In the years before NHL expansion, the most exalted jersey number was probably number 9, since three of the era's greatest scorers wore the digit. Rocket Richard, Gordie Howe, and Bobby Hull. Called up in 1977 by the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds of the Ontario Hockey League, 16-year-old Wayne Gretzky wanted to wear the number 9 in honor of his childhood hero, Howe but the number was taken. So young Gretzky settled on 99 instead, a choice that gave birth to what is now the most famous and revered number in the game. But Gretzky was not the first NHLer to wear the unusual jersey number. The original number 99 belonged to Joe Lamb, an an unspectacular but respectable forward who played for seven teams over 11 seasons. He wore a variety of jersey numbers during his career, but was assigned number 99 for his 1934-35 tour with the Montreal Canadiens. Hockey historians have suggested that the Canadians may have used number 99 as a practice jersey that eventually made a few appearances in games on the backs of journeyman players starting with Lamb. After he left the team, two other Habs, uh, Desse Rocher and Leo Bourgeau, also wore the number. In all, only five NHL players other than Gretzky have worn number 99, but no one else will, uh, sorry, no one else ever will. The number was retired league-wide after Gretzky retired from playing in 1999. 
<clears throat> so how funny is that too? Dude retires in 99 as well. That's that's obviously got to not be a fucking coincidence. Steve Hines. Steve Hines deserves his place in the annals of hockey as the man behind what uh, is perhaps the most clever jersey number selected in NHL history. He originally wore number 45 as a rookie for the Boston Bruins and then number 23 in his next eight seasons. But when he became a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets in 2000, he just couldn't resist having a little fun and chose a number that made him the only NHL player to have the name of a condiment emblazoned on his back. Heinz 57. Number 68, Yaromir Jaeger. A native of what is now the Czech Republic, Pittsburgh Penguin Yarmir Jaeger chose his jersey number in honor of the Prague Spring Rebellion of 1968, which led to significant political reform and liberalization in his home country, then called Czechoslovakia. Apparently, when Jaeger was drafted in 1990, it marked the first time a Czech player attended the NHL entry draft without having to defect. Uh, number 66, Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux's agent Bob Burno suggested number 66 as a playful inversion of the famous 99. Lemieux first wore 66 in the Quebec Junior League as a member of the Laval Voisin, uh, Voisin meaning neighbors, uh, and kept it for the rest of his illustrious career. The Penguins retired the number, and out of respect, it hasn't been worn by an NHL player since Lemieux retired in 2006. Um, but it's not league-wide. The Penguins retired it. And, uh, and no one else has done it ever. Okay. Number 11, G Gilbert Perrault or Gilbert Perrault, uh, 1970, the Buffalo Sabres and Vancouver Canucks joined the NHL as expansion clubs to help them get off to a good start. The league granted them the first two spots in the draft, which team selected first was determined by the spin of a roulette wheel. Uh, if the ball landed on a number between one and eight, the Canucks would get first pick. If it landed on a number between nine and 16, the Sabres would select first. The ball landed on 11 and the Sabres chose, Gil uh, chose Gilbert Perot, the cream of the junior hockey crop that year. In celebration of this lucky spin, Buffalo GM Punch, Punch Imlock, his name is Punch, uh, gave Perot jersey number 11. And finally, number 49, Joe Junot. All <laughs> Joe Junot. Uh, Joe Juno all through his junior days, Joe Juno wore number nine, but the Boston Bruins drafted him in 1988 and they'd already retired the number. It was worn by Bruin great Johnny Buchik. Uh, undeterred Juno had the, the, the chutzpah. I've never seen it spelled before. He had the chutzpah C H U T Z P A H to ask Buchik if he could bring nine out of retirement. Buchik agreed if Junot was willing to hand over his six-figure signing bonus. Junot opted for a less expensive solution. He chose 49 instead, a tribute to two Boston Bruin legends, Bobby Orr, number four, and Johnny Buchik, and his coveted at number nine. Yeah. 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 All right, guys, and that is... Uh what the fuck was this called? A numbers game. A numbers game from Shoots and Scores by my partner, which is PortablePress.com. Uncle John's Bathroom Readers. Yeah, that's the thing we got there, guys. My other partners at uh, Absolute Comedy. I want to give you guys uh, just a little piece of info there that I will be performing. So all my Toronto listeners, I will be performing at the JFL 42 Festival uh, shows occurring at Absolute Comedy on September 25th and 26th. You can go to Josh Williams uh, on my Facebook, so my Facebook page, not my personal page, but my Facebook page, um, and you can get uh, click on the link for those events. So those events are on there, twenty uh, fifth and twenty sixth, or you can go to AbsoluteComedy.ca uh, for the Toronto Club and buy tickets for that week. Uh, hosted by my good buddy Jeff McKay, 
uh, who will be there all week. I am there the 25th and the 26th in Toronto. And then I am back here at my home club, Absolute Comedy in Ottawa from uh, September 27th to the 30th. So Thursday through Sunday here in Ottawa of this month, the 27th of September, you can get tickets still at absolutecomedy.ca. That's for the Ottawa club, Toronto club, the 25th and 26th, the Ottawa club, the 27th to the 30th. So please feel free to go to absolutecomedy.ca and, uh, and get some tickets to come see your boy when he is in your town. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. And who am I forgetting? I'm not forgetting them at all. My partner's at DK, Dorling Kindersley. Guys, this week, I do not have a book to review. Uh, my, uh, my, my buddy at, uh, at DK has, uh, has been on vacation. I just chatted with him this week, so he's actually sending me another big heap and helping of DK books, uh, of which I'm very, very excited uh, to be receiving. They got a bunch of new stuff coming out this month, and not all of it is going to be fucking, you know, eating and yoga Related, there's actually some really cool books they got coming out. Um, I'm not sure which exactly ones he's sending. Uh, I sent him a list of some of the stuff I'm interested in, and we'll see what uh, what comes in my old gift box. But uh, they got a ton of new stuff coming out this fall. Some of the stuff I'm super excited for. Um, yeah, I, I won't I won't get into it because drive you guys crazy, and I gotta get the fuck out of here. But um, there is uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, coming out of DK. So check out DK.com in the States, DK.com slash CA here in Canada, or just, you know, DK books, Google it. If you're somewhere else in the world, they got a lot of really cool stuff on the, uh, you know, in the pipelines, there's, there's two really cool books that I, I really hope are coming. Uh, one of them is art, the, defi the, the definitive visual guide. I saw that in stores and holy shit, is it ever gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, another one, uh, writers, their works and lives. Uh, so it's all about different, different writers and what their lives were and things like that. Um, they have a really cool, uh, inventions book from the Smithsonian series, uh, really cool astronomy one that I'm, I'm excited to check out. Um, ones that just called battles that changed history. So going back to like ancient history battles, some, some world war 
stuff. Uh, very, very cool. Of course, DK is known for their imagery, right? So, you know, they, they have amazing, amazing books with lots of cool interest. And there's other stuff coming down there. They got a wine book coming out called Good, Better, Best coming out in a few months. That one I really got to get my hands on. Um, you know, the more interested I get in wine and trying to, you know, just maybe talk to other people about wine. Um, it's a great book that basically will give you different levels of, you know, different suggestions for wine specifically, um, based on what kind of wine you want. So like, let's say you want, um, you know, like a Chardonnay, it'll tell you like a good one. And then the, the bottle is right there. The, the image of it, uh, the company, the, and then they'll have like a better, you know, so a slightly more expensive, a little more, but you know, better notes to it. And then best, and it's all within like a price range, right? So it's basically like, what are you looking to spend? What are you this? Well, here's what we suggest. Boom, boom, boom. Nice picture of the bottle. So you just go right into your regular, you know, your local liquor store and go, bam, I need this. And as always, it's got facts, visuals, all sorts of important shit for you. Tons of like, and again, I, I just thought finished saying I wasn't going to get into it and I get all excited. I get all excited for my DK stuff, guys. I got a, I got a problem there. Slap my arm and hook my fucking, give me my goddamn book fix. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Next couple of days I'll receive a shipment of books and I'll fucking jump right into those bastards. Maybe that's why I fucking, I, I fucked around so much this week. Cause I didn't have a book to read. You know, that's, that's all it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame them. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course. I love, uh, I love those guys. So thank you to all my partners guys this week coming up. Oh, lots of Uber driving more activations. And that's kind of all I have on the calendar. This is one of the quietest weeks that I've got. Um, tomorrow I'm doing an activation at a movie theater for a, uh, a nut company called central roast. Um, they got all sorts of cool stuff. I did a conference call with them today. So I'm very, very excited for that. We're doing uh, the, you know, premiere here in Ottawa for the movie, a simple favor starring Blake lively and, uh, Anna Kendrick. So I basically show up, I fucking hand out peanuts. Like I'm working at a goddamn baseball game. Get your peanuts here. No charge peanuts. And, uh, <laughs> and then I sit down and I watch the movie. And then at the end of the movie, I go, peanuts, get your peanuts and get the fuck out of here. Peanuts, get your peanuts. Uh, get the fuck out with your peanuts. Uh, and, uh, and then that's, gets my night. I'm going to go see a movie and get paid to go see a movie. How about that shit? Eh? I don't have it that bad. You know, some weeks I complain, but I, uh, life is a pretty sweet fruit, Right. So I'm doing that, all sorts of fun stuff. And as, as, as always, I'm sure a bunch of shit will happen between then and now. Hopefully one of those things that'll happen is I'll hear from you guys at contact at onemanpodcast.com. I would love to hear from you. What's going on with you guys? How are your goals and lives going? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you listening to? What do you know? What do you say? You know? Um, so that'd be cool, guys. Please check out my sponsors, portablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, summersbndk.com slash ca. Um, and of course, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all at One Man Podcast. Um, or just, or sorry, search One Man Podcast because the only one that isn't is fucking Twitter. God, I hate Twitter for that. There's a guy who has at One Man Podcast who has not, he basically created the account 10 years ago, tweeted five things in one day, and then that's it. And nothing has happened. He's just basically squatting on the name. So I'm at at one man pod on Twitter, but you just go to any of them. You search one man podcast. We're coming up right away. So looking forward to, uh, you know what? It saves me a couple characters. It saves me four fucking characters every time I, I tag myself in a tweet. So, uh, how about that? So anyways, uh, follow us in there because I do post things, uh, little extra tidbits, little extra things for you guys to see. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm always excited to have you guys, you know, follow in there too, because I'm doing stories. I posted me and Jay gambling and getting drunk last night. I should have posted a fucking picture of the goddamn ham steak. That's what I should have done. Fuck. 
I can't even take a picture of it now. I've already, I've already cacoed it. All right. Turned it into a mud monkey. Flushed it. <laughs> that's, oh, that's gross. Um, sorry. <laughs> All I'm saying is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You get a little, you get a little extra bonus stuff. I will not take pictures of my poo and send it. I promise. I promise. Um, and please subscribe on uh, iTunes or Google Play Music or OneManPodcast.com. Um, we'd love to have you guys. If you just happen to be listening to this on Facebook somehow, uh, you can get it on your device and it's free to download. You know, you listen to it at your leisure. You don't have to sit, get stuck next to your computer, you know, do it however you like. And then of course, all of you guys who are already, you know, subscribers, whatever, um, please, please give me a five-star review and feel free to write something. It would be fantastic. I'd love to hear from you. It makes the podcast more popular. Um, I appreciate the fact you guys are out there, right? You know, I love you very much. Hope you have a great week. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Do lots of things I wouldn't do, like work hard and uh, contribute to society. But shy of that, I am off to Absolute Comedy to talk about how horrible I am at dating apps and see if I can make this comedy dream come true. Talk to you guys next week. Take care. Bye.